Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, everyone, to another Baseball America podcast. It's our special AAA All-Star Game edition this year. I'm John Manuel, along with Matt Eddy. Later on in the show, we'll have Bob Mariano, the Pacific Coast League manager, who manages AAA Fresno uh, in a pre-recorded interview I did this week. But Matt, uh, you and I are based here in Durham, North Carolina, so very exciting for us, the AAA All-Star Game coming to us. I've been to past AAA All-Star Games myself. I remember going to Norfolk in 1999, got to see Benny Agbayani get married in the pregame, which was awesome. The next year, he was starring in the World Series with the Mets. I've been to Portland for 2009, AAA All-Star Game. I feel like there's been other ones I've been to. Portland's not even in a AAA team anymore. Now, have you been to a AAA All-Star Game before, or will this be your first one? This is the first one. That's exciting. It is exciting. And, and Durham will be able to show off its, its renovated downtown. Renovated downtown, renovated Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Um, so really excited uh, for us to be part of it. Now, there's lots of aspects to a AAA All-Star game, and we'll cover them before and afterwards. For this podcast, since we're Baseball America, we want to focus a little bit on the top prospects who interest us in this game. Uh, certainly, Mike Hesman is interesting. Uh, all-time leader in home runs in the International League. Not necessarily a prospect. Um, so we want to talk about some of the younger up-and-coming players who are part of the reason why the AAA All-Star Game is so interesting. Certainly not the only reason, but uh, but certainly part of the reason. Let's start off with the International League, uh, Matt. Uh, we'll go back and forth, and uh, we'll take three players for each team. And in the IL, the first player who stuck out to me is Casey Sadler, who wasn't a highly touted prospect coming into the year. But this is a guy I did get a chance to see when the Indianapolis Indians, he's in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization, Got a chance to see him pitching as the Durham Bulls a couple weeks ago, and he just opened my eyes. Uh, everything sank. Everything ran and cut. Nothing was straight. Everything was around the edges of the strike zone. He got so much weak contact in that game. And, uh, you know, the guy's 8-1 and one with a 231 ERA in AAA. He certainly seems like he's, first of all, he's dominating AAA competition. Second of all, he seems capable of helping the big league team. It's not a front-of-the-rotation profile by any means. But Casey Sadler's a guy who just, I didn't know much about Matt, and he has become really, I think, one of the better prospects in this game and a guy who's uh, made his Major League debut this year, and uh, I probably should know more about him, but uh, I've just been impressed by this 25th-round pick who in four short years made to the Major Leagues. Okay. Uh, my pick-to-click for this team also made his Major League debut this year. Uh, 25-year-old corner outfielder Steven Souza. Good one. Of the national system. Uh, he's a, a 2007 second round pick, second or, second or third round pick. I think second round is correct. Out of high school in Washington, uh, it's, it's taken him a long time to get to this point, and he leads the international league in average on base percentage, slugging percentage. Uh, but really, you know, after running into some discipline problems early in his career, the Nationals hit reset 2012, put him back in Low A. He advanced to Triple A this year. He's he's really got a power speed package, just not a lot of opportunity with the Nationals. Uh, he has Elite bat speed, he can run, and uh, as, as we noted, he's got terrific statistics this year. Yeah, he's performing. Um, it's amazing, really, when you size him up as a prospect, Matt. He's kind of like Jason Worth. He's not mm-hmm. too dissimilar in terms late of tools. Too. And that, that's the other reason I like that comp is that Jason Worth was a late bloomer, a position switch guy, although he was a catcher to outfield. 
that really kind of unlocked Jason Worth. Sousa's an infielder to outfield. Um, but, you know, he's kind of blocked by a player that he's quite similar to. You kind of wonder what kind of trade value a guy like Steven Sousa would have. Clearly, Washington is in a, uh, in a uh, pennant race. They've already got this controversy recently with too many outfielders and Bryce Harper getting healthy, Ryan Zimmerman maybe needing to play some outfield, Denard Spann, Jason Wirth. Um, Nate McClouth. Yeah, they, they, that's right. They already have a ready-made fourth yeah. outfielder, like a really good fourth outfielder, Nate McClouth, McClouth. So I, I like Steven Souza. I, I don't know where he plays for that team, but a guy with power speed, you love, you love to talk about those guys. His power speed number is a pretty big number, is it not? Yeah, and he hits right-handers. Uh, with with power and doesn't strike out excessively. He's he's got an interesting major league future. Well, another outfielder on the international league team that we like and have gotten a chance to see here in Durham this year is Mikey Matuk. Um, if you're a Baseball America listener, you or reader, you know about Mikey Matuk just from his days um, at LSU, where he was the center fielder as a freshman on their 1999 1999. That tells you I'm dating myself on his 2009 national championship team, uh, and Matuk also. You know, drafted in the first round, part of that 2011 cornucopia of prospects that the Rays drafted. They had 10 picks in the first 60. Uh, now, Matuk's probably been the best one so far of that group. Taylor Guerrero's had some high ceiling. He's shown a high ceiling, but he's been injured. But Matuk has kind of taken a step at a time. But the thing that steps out about him this year is that uh, you know the power's been a little bit better, a little bit more of an uptick. Highest slugging percentage of his career, it's 502 as of our latest uh, statistics. He's hitting 313. Coming into the year, really, Matt, I thought this was kind of a Reed Johnson type. Yep. Um, I think he's shown that he has a chance to be a little bit more than Reed Johnson. And I'm not, I'm not knocking Reed Johnson, but Reed Johnson to me in the last decade has been like that ultimate right-handed fourth outfielder bat yep. who can get a little overexposed, but in a platoon situation or used the right way, very productive player. Matuk, a similar defensive profile, probably a better defender in center field, a little bit more juice uh, offensively, a little bit more pop, and I think more of a chance to be an everyday player, kind of like we thought Brandon Geyer had a chance to be in the right. same organization. I think of Matuk as a slightly better version. Yeah, scouts in the Southern League last year you know, were throwing a fourth outfielder on Matuk at best, but I think, I think his ceiling is higher this year based on what he's shown at Durham. I, I agree with you. It's a little power, a little... little, little... Speed, little defense. So uh, in the scouting parlance, there are a lot of fives on the card. Yeah, you know, a, t- exactly. a two to eight scouting scale. If you don't give half grades, now, some teams go twenty eighty, uh, some teams just go two to eight, and it's more fun. I think just to talk about it from the two to eight in mm-hmm. some ways. But you got a lot of fives on the card with Mikey Matuk. There's no sevens for sure. But the other thing I like about him is that there's defensive versatility. He's a solid defender in center field. Now we did see Kevin Kiermeyer. First of all, love the name. Second of all, we love the prospect. Third of all, we love him as a big leaguer. So Kevin Kiermeyer, better defender in center field than Mikey Matuk. But if those two guys are on the same team, would outfield, a theoretical raise outfield of Kiermeyer, uh, Jennings, and Matuk, that would be an above-average defensive outfield. And Matuk probably would be the guy who handles right field in that setup because he's got a solid average arm but not a tick above. So uh, there's some upside there uh, for him. Uh, just switch to the PCL a little bit, Matt, because they have the biggest name prospects probably in this game, in Jock Peterson of the Dodgers, their number one prospect entering the season, plus Arismendi Alcantara of the Cubs, who's just been called up to the big leagues on with Darwin Barney on paternity to leave. We've talked a lot over the years and written a lot about Jock Peterson, and with Alcantara's status for the game a little bit up in the air, we wanted to focus on three other prospects. Suffice it to say, I do think it's fair to say that the, the PCL 
has a little bit more prospectiness to its roster than the IL, right? I agree, and I think for me that less starts with the Cardinals right fielder Stephen Piscotty. Plays for Memphis this year. I believe he's among the league leaders in doubles. He's got nearly 25, I think. Uh, he hasn't shown a lot of home run juice this year, but I think as he matures as a hitter, I think he's gonna he's a 20 home run guy down the line. I'm with you. He's I mean he's profile right fielder. He's athletic. He can throw. He's a former third baseman. Yeah. Like Souza, former infielder. Now he's a corner outfield profile. I I think and like Souza. He doesn't strike out excessively, and he hits right-handers for power. I, th- I think he's um, major league regular. Everything lines up. You, you, I think you summarize him perfectly. And the one other thing I'll add is so many of the big leagues, one of my profile things I'd like to write about in recent years is the college outfielder and how there's so few guys in the big leagues playing outfield who were college outfielders. You know, there's Hunter Pence, mm-hmm. Carlos Quentin. Because on the corners, there are only a few of those guys. Like Ryan Braun was a college infielder, those, that kind of thing. Uh, and then if you do have center fielders like a George Springer, Jackie Bradley, guys who are athletic enough to have played or to play center field, that's different. But on the yeah. corners, usually those guys are ex-infielders. Steven Piscotty fits that to a T. Yep. Uh, I got a chance to see him in the fall league. Was very impressed. Really looking forward to seeing him here. The only issue for him, really, like Jock Peterson has in Los Angeles, very crowded outfield situation with the Cardinals where you've got Jay and Borges for center field. You've got Alan Craig and Matt Holiday on the corners, plus Oscar Tavares, plus Randall Gritchick plus Shane Robinson, plus James Ramsey, plus Mike O'Neill. They have outfield depth. So Piscotty might be a trade chip as well if the, if the Cardinals need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, in the PCL, uh, want to talk a little bit about Andrew Susak. Talk about blocked. He's a catcher in the Giants organization, Matt. And that's just not easy to break through when Buster Posey, kind of one of the guys who changed that franchise, uh, 2010 and 2012 World Series championships, is in front of Andrew Susak. But like Posey... Suzak has a chance to be an offensive player behind the plate. Just has nice, easy, opposite field power. His natural power stroke is to right center field. Maybe he's not well suited for, for that ballpark uh, in San Francisco. I mean, everyone would love to play there. It's a beautiful park, but that's a deep to right center field. Um, so that might mute his power a little bit in his home park, but the guy has solid catch and throw skills. He's been a guy for a long time, was highly recruited to Oregon State, signed for $1.1 million out of Oregon State, despite the fact that he had a broken hand at his junior year in college or his draft year. Um, and all the guys done in the minor leagues has continued to hit. I think he was the guy last year where his power, again, was muted at AA Richmond. Yeah, my favorite statistic. He had 12 home runs last year at Richmond, all 12 on the road. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, so 12, 12 road home runs in the Eastern League, that's not easy to do. Um, and Fresno, while it's somewhat of an offensive park, in the PCL context, it's pretty neutral, is it not? Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, again, Susak uh, putting up power numbers. He's in 276 with eight home runs. I think he has a chance to be an offensive catcher. Yep. I think he's good enough, Matt, that if you're the Giants, you've already seen Buster Posey lose a year to injury. If you can, if Brandon Bell can play the outfield and Buster Posey can go to first base, I think that's a future possibility, a strong possibility for the Giants, and Susak makes that possible. I like him. I like him as a guy in the PCL, and you know, the other the guy that you like are the Mariners. The Mariners drafted so many ACC middle infielders <laughs> over the years. They've got one right now in Brad Miller as their shortstop. You like another potentially a newer version? Yeah, uh, going back to the Southern League last year, Chris Taylor is the guy I'm going to talk about. The Virginia uh, infielder, as John mentioned, he and Brad Miller played on on Double A Jackson last year for the first half, and uh, you know scouts were kind of divided on who they liked better. So, some preferred Taylor. Uh, he's not quite as rangy as Miller. He doesn't have the, quite the power, but they liked his, his fundamental play a little better. They, they weren't worried 
as much about the, the platoon split issue. Miller's weak against left-handers as a left-handed hitter. Taylor's a right-handed hitter. Good, good plate approach, good gap power, can run a little bit, and has that versatility. In a, in a Mariners infield that has a lot of left-handed bats, Chris Taylor might have a future role there. It's so unusual that, to have so many left-handed hitting infielders for Seattle. They have three when they play Miller. They have only left-handed hitting infielders with Cano, Seager, the two good ones, and then Miller, who's still finding his way. And then you have Nick Franklin, who's uh, also in this AAA All-Star game, but is also pretty one-sided, right? He just yeah. does not hit very well from the right side. So Taylor really fits for the Mariners, and they're in a pennant race. So this might be a guy who contributes down the stretch of a big league pennant race. I mean, that, he may have one of the more significant pennant stretch roles of any of the guys in this game. I'm sure there are going to be some relievers who come into this who are in this game who go to the big leagues and contribute to pennant uh, race teams. But Taylor, I think, is one of the more intriguing guys just from that aspect. He's a, he's a sleeper, yeah. He's he, like he's like the Saddler of the PCL team. That's it. I, I think that's going to be his new nickname, the Casey Saddler <laughs> of the PCL All-Star, All-Star game. But there are a lot of interesting players to watch on both these teams. There are a lot of intriguing veterans. But, again, this is a Baseball America podcast, so we want to bring it the, the prospect side to it. So Matt and I will both be there uh, at the AAA All-Star game. Matt will be tweeting like mad, I'm sure. Uh, I will be part of the broadcast team, very flattered to be part of the broadcast team with Paul Severino and Daryl Hamilton. And one of the guys will be watching is Bob Mariano, the AAA uh, manager for the Pacific Coast League and the manager at Fresno in the San Francisco Giants organization. Here's an interview I cut with Bob earlier in the week. Now we welcome into the podcast Bob Mariano. He's the manager of the Fresno Grizzlies in the San Francisco Giants organization. And he'll be managing the Pacific Coast League All-Stars in the 2014 AAA All-Star Game. And, Bob, first of all, welcome to the show. Really, thank you for taking the time today. Well, I appreciate you having me, and I'm just uh, looking forward to just talking about some of the guys here. Yeah, it's your 35th year in professional baseball, uh, according to the uh, <laughs> according to the, to the media guide. Um, how, how often have you been involved in a AAA All-Star Game, and how excited are you about this one? Have, you, have any of your 35 years ever uh, ever brought you to Durham, North Carolina, which is where, where uh, we're based? Well, 35 years, wow, I can't believe it's been that long and it's going so fast. But uh, I've been fortunate to be part of uh, professional baseball and do you know, what you dream about doing for a living. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I had a chance to do the, uh, when I was with the Dodgers, the dreaded Dodgers back in Vero Beach when I managed in 2001. I was part of an all-star game, managed the all-star uh, team there, and I had a lot of fun. Uh, I had a few guys, Hank Laylock and uh, – Cliff uh, uh, Lee and uh, Brandon Phillips uh, with some all-stars back then. I really can't remember the whole roster, but no, I'm looking highlights. forward to it. I'm sorry? Those are some very good highlights to remember, those those guys you just mentioned. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's going to be uh, something to look forward to, uh, not only for, for them, but also myself, too, and my staff. Well, you definitely have some prospects and some a lot of guys with big league experience. I wanted to ask you about some of the guys uh, a little bit more on the way up, and specifically Grizzlies, who you've managed this season already and who you'll be bringing with you here to Durham for the AAA All-Star game. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, Andrew Susak? I got a chance to see him in the fall league. and Well, I tell you, the, the bat really seems like it stands out. For a young catcher, uh, this is a guy who, from my limited looks at him, really seems like he has some pretty pretty easy opposite field power, Bob. I mean, uh he seems like a guy who's is a pretty exciting prospect for this game. Well, well, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I know I was a hitting coordinator with the Giants for seven seasons, and uh, I was at instructional league when we first signed him as a hitting coordinator. And he off, definitely has uh, offensive, a high offensive upside. Uh, has power to all fields. 
uh, attacks the baseball. And you know what? He's a catch-and-throw guy, too. He has a plus arm uh, behind the plate, and he just needs experience as far as calling games and, uh, and you know blocking balls, uh, things that catchers just need to sharpen up and improve on all around. But he, he has really high upside for us. And certainly when you're catching big when you if you to be a catcher in the big leagues you got to handle velocity and I know he gets a lot of experience that when he catches Heath Hembry one of your relief pitchers who's in this game as well uh you know how does Heath Hembry kind of profile uh, who uh, are there some big leaguers who are maybe similar to Heath Hembry or that he has a chance to have a similar career to as far as that velocity goes and being a, a back end of the bullpen kind of guy well, uh, no doubt about it with Heath. I mean, Heath, I, I've been here, this is my third year, and Heath's been our closer uh, the last uh, three seasons here. Uh, like you said, he has a good arm, high-velocity guy, a good slider, and a change-up. And, uh, you know, Andrew handle, handles those guys real well. We also have a guy, uh, uh, Eric Cordier, who uh, touches uh, 98, 99, almost 100 sometimes. And uh, he pitched last night for us, but uh, he's having a solid uh, – a month of June, uh, 48. So he, he's able to handle all those guys real well. Yeah, that's a, a key prerequisite, obviously, for uh, catching at the upper levels. Uh, we're talking with Bob Mariano, who's going to be the manager of the Pacific Coast League team in the AAA All-Star game. He manages the AAA Fresno in the Giants organization. Uh, Bob, I know, uh, as you hinted before, it's almost uh, – I don't want to have a Giants uh, – a uh, member of the organization to say too many nice things about a Dodger, but Jock Peterson is definitely one of the guys who stands out on this roster uh, for the PCL. He's the youngest player on your AAA All-Star roster. Uh, how much of a look have you gotten at Jock in his days over at Albuquerque, and what uh, can fans uh, of AAA All-Star games uh, expect to see out of him in this game? Well, Jock is, uh, you know, we've played uh, Albuquerque, I'd say, eight games, and four-game series are our place, and then a four-game series in Albuquerque, and uh, very aggressive uh, 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 hitter, uh, can steal bases, has power, uh, can run, and just uh, he has, you know, just he has a five-tool guy. And uh, it's going to be exciting to watch him uh, you know, get a chance to manage him, uh, manage him and, and watch him compete. But a uh, very exciting player and, uh, you know, definitely a guy that's probably going to get a, uh, have a decent career in the major league when he gets an opportunity. And last but not least, Bob, just uh, who are some of the other players just from the PCL that you're looking forward to, to seeing where they're all, you're, you're going to be glad uh, in this game they're on your side as opposed to on the other uh, other dugout uh, where they maybe giving you a hard time? Who are some all-stars that you're looking forward to managing? Well, you know, we're playing Tacoma now, so they have a few guys. Uh, uh, they have Chris Taylor, shortstop, who's a very good-looking uh, player off the middle. Uh, you know, I've got to see him the last three games, and – uh, we're playing Sacramento four games here. And uh, so also Nick Franklin, who's a second baseman for Tacoma. Uh, you know, seen him in the past, a switch hitter. Uh, you know, there's a number of guys on my roster that I'm looking forward to uh, manage, uh, manage uh, you know, for this all-star game instead of uh, having to worry about competing against them. So uh, uh, Elkin Tertra, I think with the uh, – I think he was with the uh, the Iowa club. Yep. Yeah, he's a second baseman, center fielder, switcher. He's got great tools, great wrist action. I uh, like the way he swings the bat, and he's got outstanding range at second base, can play center field. Uh, you know, Orlando, the center fielder, uh, 
that I've seen. We played against a Brazilian player. I think he's going to be the first Brazilian player to play in the All-Star game, uh, minor league All-Star game. Uh, so, um, you know, there's, like I said, there's, I hate to leave out some guys, but those are just a few of the guys that I'm looking forward to managing uh, this all up, upcoming All-Star game in Durham. It really, it's an exciting looking roster. I mean, from guys like a Francisco Pena. I mean, it's a, a guy who got a lot of accolades when he first signed and signed for a lot of money and struggled through the minor leagues. I'm looking at him hitting 14 home runs and catching, and he's kind of grinded his way through it. So, for a lot of these players, it's a great reward for all the hard work they put in, and obviously for you, Bob. So, I really hope that you get to enjoy it. Uh, last thing, uh, you're, you're coming to Durham. What's your favorite uh, part? How many? Well, first, how many times do you think you've watched Bull Durham over the years and been in the game? And second of all, what's your favorite uh, Bull Durham scene that you can repeat on the podcast? I'll, I'll, you don't have to. You don't have to. You could give me the family version. <laughs> well, you know, when I was I was with the Yankees back in uh, Prince William back in uh, I believe it was 1990. So I know we played at the I guess it's the old Durham ballpark. Yeah. You know, yeah. going in there. Uh, obviously saw the movie a number of times. Uh, uh, I don't know. Some, there's so many great scenes in that movie. Uh, probably when Costner's stepping out of the box and he's talking to himself about his bat, you know, what's going through a hitter's head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that stands out. And plus on the mound, some of the conversations on the mound between the, you know, the managers and, and, and uh, and the, and the pitchers out there, uh, are pretty memorable. But, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. It's a great honor, uh, I'm looking forward to these guys uh, showcasing their talents and just putting them in position to have success and have some fun out there. Me too. Uh, looking forward to meeting you in person, Bob. Uh, really uh, looking forward to the game. And I want to thank you again for just taking the time this morning. Uh, I know there's a lot of travel involved in uh, minor league baseball, especially in the PCL. So really appreciate you making the time for us. Thanks again, Bob, and we'll see you in Durham. All right. Thanks a lot for having me. And, and yep, we'll see you down the road real quick. Thank you.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.